3: The key is, have you ever wondered uh, what the, the thing that makes the difference is? Have you ever wondered what holds things together? It's an interesting question, right? And as we're dealing with people, there are so many different quantifiers. There are so many different machinations. A past, a present, a future, psychology, biology, theology, physiology, sociology, all ologies, ology, ologies, right? But what's the one thing? What's the one thing? Remember, uh, what was it, uh, that, that one movie where Billy Crystal was in it, right? I and mean, he wanted to know what the, the secret to life is, the one thing. You got to know the one thing. Well, today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm gonna continue my series on leadership principles. Leadership is a right brain process. Why do I do what I do? Management is a left brain process. How do I effectively do what I need to do? In the moving of people, right, we call that motivation. It's important to understand that our feet and our eyes are inextricably connected. In other words, we move in the direction of our focus and we look in the direction of our movement. See how the eyes and the feet are connected? So today on Like It Matters Radio in this hour of power, we're gonna talk about attitude and altitude and that connection. You know, but what does hold things together? Isn't that an interesting question? By the way, as I was looking at this question, there's this thing called Coulomb's Law of Electricity. Coulomb's Law of Electricity. C-O-U-L-O-M-B-S. Coulomb's Law of Electricity. And what it does, it speaks of the repelling force of positive poles. The neutrons are negative. They pull in. But positive poles repel. In the nucleus of an atom, you have protons positive charges tightly clustered together. This is in defiance of their natural job, which is to repel. Scientists are not sure of what holds them together. Did you hear that? With all we know about science, science still does not know what holds all things together. They call it an atomic glue. It used to be called uh, masons. However, it's real unknown. But with nuclear science, they learned that by bombarding the nucleus of an atom with slow-moving neutrons, they can, quote, disengage the positive charges. And they start a, quote, nuclear reaction, right? We call this fission, right? And then they can release the incredible energy bound up in these protons. The force and the power of an atomic bomb is created by the, quote, unpacking of the positive charges So they can do what they were created to do. They repel an outward burst of nuclear atomic energy. So it's logical, right? If they can upset the balance of the nucleus of an atom with these neutrons, they can create the, quote, Big Bang atomic explosions. That's you know, incredible if you think about this. Whatever that force is that is holding these protons together has to be more powerful than the force released, right? I mean, strong man. When fission or fusion takes place, think about that power. And that's where 2 Peter 3.10, the Bible comes in. Elements will melt, all these things will be dissolved. This is what will happen when the atomic glue is released and the protons are released. And by the way, since we're talking about this, did you know? that the DNA molecule has the name Yahweh written on it. That's God's official name. You know, you can call me lots of things. You can call me Daddy. That's my role. You can call me Pastor. That's my role. You can call me Christ, although I'm not, that's not my role. That's his role. It's Redeemer, Messiah. But my name is Mr. Black. But my name is Scott Black. The name of God is Yahweh. Did you know that his name is written on our DNA? Yep. I saw this on Facebook. Uh, Didn't do tons of research, but enough to say I believe it. The DNA molecule is a double helix, consisting of two major segmented strands that spiral clockwise. These strands are connected by sulfur bridges, like the rungs of a ladder. These bridges are not evenly spaced along the molecule, but they do have a specific pattern. There is a, a bridge, if you will. Then 10 segments later, there's another bridge. Then five segments later, there's another one. Then six segments, another one. Then five segments later, another one. This 10, 5, 6, 5 pattern is then repeated over and over again. Remember, life is about patterns. Do you know why you're doing what you are doing today? Because you've done it before. We are creatures of patterns. We are creatures of habit. We have at the unconscious brain level a reticular activating system, which is the brain's focal center. It has patterns. We have a basal ganglia in the unconscious mind. The entire purpose of the basal ganglia is to get you into a habit form as quickly as possible, to identify a pattern that works and duplicate it. That's the study of neuro-linguistic programming. It is the study of patterns. So why is this interesting to know? When viewed with the original language, the Hebrew language, in Hebrews, the number ten five six five 5, correspond to letters Y, H, W, H, which is the name for God, Yahweh. There was no vowels in the original Hebrew. The God who created our very DNA signed his name in every DNA molecule to let us know that we are his. He created us, and then he signed his name on our very DNA. What's even more remarkable is that Hebrew is a pictorial language as well. Each letter represents an image or a concept. Specifically, the Y of the Yoda, or Yoda, I think it is, represents behold. The H represents a hand. The W represents a nail. So together, the name Yahweh is saying, behold the nail in my hand. Isn't that fascinating? See, science supports what the Bible has always says. Science has never denied what the Bible says. It's always reinforced. Not only is our DNA telling us that we belong to God, but it's telling us who that God is, his name. He is the one with the nail in his hands, the one who died for our sins. He is none other than Jesus, the Messiah. Christ is not his last name. Christ is his role. Uh, Jesus of Nazareth would be, if you want to give him a last name, that would be closest to a last name. Jesus is God. He is the one who created us. Even at the beginning of creation, when he was still creating our DNA, he knew that we would mess up and need a savior. He knew that we would have to come and take the nails. So why am I telling you all this? Because we don't know what holds things together. But can I tell you something? That I believe I know that what holds things together in the human psyche is our attitude. Zig Ziglar is one of my favorite speakers. He used to say, your attitude, not your aptitude, will determine your altitude. Zig Ziglar used to say, 85% of the reason that a person gets a job and then gets ahead in that job is due to people skills and people knowledge. And only 15% is due to technical skills. You got to realize, your attitude determines your altitude. The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, or a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I'm convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. And why does that matter? Because I really believe our attitude is what holds everything else together. Whether you're studying logotherapy, whether you're studying psychology, whether you're studying how to have a better marriage, it all comes down to attitude. We'll be right back after these messages. It's not a one-time event that you get something out of and then you go
0: home. This is an application that I've been using and I will use for the rest of my life. Hey, this is Brett from Sacramento. I'm a recent graduate of Leadership Awakening. I've taken leadership courses from the military and work, and I've been on self-help journeys my whole life, but Scott Black's Leadership Awakening course is so different than anything I've ever taken or seen, and we all have the same kind of needs. I learned how to prioritize what was important in my life through leadership. Scott chops everything into bite-sized pieces so it's easily digestible. The gift that I got out of that course Was something that will be with me for the rest of my life. Everybody needs this. It is
1: life-changing. To learn when you can attend the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Hey, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. Here's who we are. We're people that really like getting to know people. We care about you because God cares about you. We'd be honored if you'd look us up at TheKingdomBuilders.com.
2: Paige Rue here, host of Reloaded, a reality show about my life as a girl, a girl raised in a gun store. Yes, you heard that right, a gun store. We're a family-owned range in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a firearms instructor, and my passion is to empower Americans to exercise their Second Amendment ranks. This series is full of ups and downs, laughs, family drama, and of course, a lot of ammo. Join me and my family run three successful gun ranges while I prepare for the most difficult event of my life. You can find every episode now only at SalemNow.com.
0: What is dedication? People ask how your children learn how to ride a bike and you didn't. I just created an environment where they taught themselves and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
2: Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch, and if you or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS Fresh Start programs. And if you qualify, you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, I know what you're going through. Call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for free 800-246-1687
4: 800-246-1687
2: if i was your mother and you had a drug problem i'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help you can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days follow mom's advice and call the detox and treatment helpline now Write this number down.
4: 800 210 7907. 800 210 7907. 800 210 7907. That's 800 210 7907.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. You ever need an attitude adjustment? Oh, man. That's a big deal. You know why we need an attitude adjustment sometimes? So we can have an altitude adjustment. See, to think is to create. There's your leadership principle. To think is to create. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's a proverb. Um, I think it's uh, 23.7, I think so. For as the thoughts of the heart are, are, so is he. This means that a person's true nature isn't always visible. Sometimes they appear generous on the outside, But they might be selfish on the inside. Sometimes they appear one way on the outside, but they are really a different way on the inside. Remember there are are four Cs to, to team building, leadership development. It's commitment, it's clear vision, it's communication, it's consistency, it's consensus. And the thing, whenever we're talking about communication, most people, they take communication. They always take communication that is called interpersonal. That means the communication that we have with other people. You know, I've been doing this radio show for eight years. And uh, about a year, a year and a half ago, I figured, told my wife, Alex, I think I'm starting to get it. Man, this is really hard. I can't believe this is so hard, being successful on the radio. And I'll never forget she looked at me and said, you know, they go to school for this, right? I never thought about it. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder why they go to school for it. Because it's hard. Because, again, it's getting the inside thought process and the outside thought process to match. It's called congruent. When most people deal with communication, they deal with this thing called interpersonal, the communication you have with another person. Conflict, uh, 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 overcoming conflict, um, sales training, uh, marriage counseling, uh, handling objections. All that is interpersonal communication, how we have communication with another individual. But here's the problem. All that interpersonal communication is driven by intrapersonal communication. Because when we're talking about communication, we're talking about two types. We're talking about communication we have with others, which is where most people spend their time and money. But the problem is, is who's the problem? The problem is our internal communication, our intrapersonal communication. It is the filter. It is the frame. It is the foundation. I like those Fs for how we talk to other people. See, if you think you're a piece of crap, you don't think that's going to filter how you view other people, how you view other people's opinion, how you treat other people who interject when you're on a task or stop you from doing a task or tell you how to do a task better? You don't think that affects you? It sure does. It absolutely does. You know, we have somewhere between like 18,000, 20,000 thoughts a day. So what's a thought? All right? It's talking to yourself. See, all this comes down to this thing called attitude. You ever hear someone say, You're giving me attitude? Right? Jane's got attitude. It is a weird word. You know, if you said Bob's got attitude, it can be taken a number of different ways. And it's fairly context dependent, right? It can be positive meaning that Bob's pleasantly assertive and forthright, or it can be negative, meaning he's disagreeable, unpleasant. If one were to hear Bob has an attitude, on the other hand, that would almost certainly have negative connotations. So attitude, what is an attitude? It is a complex mental state involving beliefs and feelings and values and dispositions to act in certain ways. Quote, he had the attitude that work was fun. See, to have an attitude is a little difficult to define. It's generally used to mean that you behave somewhat arrogantly or disrespectfully. Do you have an attitude? When we hear that question, we generally think of someone with a negative outlook on a particular topic, thing or person. But I'm gonna tell you right now, everybody has an attitude. You ever hear someone say, don't give me attitude? Right? My little boy sometimes, eight years old, eight years going to 18. Boy, there's some things that he does, the way he looks at me, the way he says something. If I would have said that to my dad or even looked that way, I would have been punched across the room. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Don't get any attitude. He might not say a word, but it's the look. It's the tick of the tongue. It's the roll of the eyes. It's the tilt of the head. See, attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. Attitude is a feeling or opinion about something or some way or a way of behaving that is caused by something else. There once was a woman who woke up one morning looking in the mirror. She knows she had only three hairs on her head. She had cancer. She went in chemotherapy. She was losing all her hair. And she really worked hard to keep a good attitude. So she gets up, looks in the mirror, and she's lost almost all her hair. She had three hairs left. So she looked in the mirror, and she said, I'm going to have a good attitude. So she looked in the mirror at those three hairs. She didn't look at all the ones that weren't there. She worked into the ones that were there. She said, I got three of them. I think I'll braid my hair today. So she did. And she had a wonderful day. Rough night of the chemotherapy and the nausea and all that. She woke up the next day. She looked in the mirror. She'd lost one of her three hairs. A third of her hair, again, had been lost. So now she only has two hairs on her head. She looks in the mirror. She decides she's going to have a good attitude today. So she said, hmm, I think I'll part my hair down the middle today. So she did. And she made it a grand day. After a rough night again of nausea, not sleeping, sick to her stomach, throwing up, chemotherapy was taking its toll. The next day, she was given the gift of life again and she woke up. She looked in the mirror and to her sorrow and sadness, She lost all her hairs but one. She only had a single hair on her head. She was determined. She was gonna have a good attitude today. And so she looked in the mirror, she put a smile on her face, and she said, well, today, I guess I'm wearing my hair in a ponytail. So she did, and she had a fun day. The next day she woke up and looked in the mirror and it was gone. There wasn't a single hair on her head. She determined she was going to have a good day. And she looked in the mirror, she put a smile on her face, she exclaimed, yeah, I don't have to fix my hair today. Attitude is everything. What am I? I am seldom considered, though I do more to influence everything about you than virtually any one thing in your life. I often control the time you get up in the morning and the time you go to sleep. I control what you eat and drink and the very thought that runs through your head as you do both. I can make you either happy or sad Loving or hateful, cheerful or remorseful, congenial or spiteful. And in doing so, control the very capacity that you have for success. No, you don't often think of me. You know what you do? You blame me. You blame the problem I create on the shortcoming of others or the state of the economy or your family, or a million other reasons, often at times unable to find anyone else to blame, you look for shortcomings within yourself on which to lay the blame. When my impact on your life is fully considered in your very thought and action, when you are mindful of my awesome power, when you nurture and groom me for positive use in your life, I can become more contagious than the most prolific disease ever witnessed by man. My influence will spread to every person you come in contact with. Groomed and nurtured in a positive manner, there will be no person or obstacle that can stand in the way of my success or fail to be impacted for the better. What am I? I am your attitude. Dr. Viktor Frankl, Spent years in Auschwitz while the Nazis controlled it. In Auschwitz, he loved wrote the book, "Man's Search for Meaning." And in that book, he came to a concept called logotherapy. And really, the essence is man has a will to meaning. And what holds that will to meaning together? Your attitude. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. Dr. Frankel said when the doors of Auschwitz opened up, he said, I could tell who was going to make it. And by make it, he did not mean live because that was out of the realm of their control. He said the Nazis could take our food, they could take our clothing, they could take our life, they could take our family, but they could not take our will. That had to be freely given. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm con- having you consider that our attitude determines our altitude. It is our attitude that holds all things together. And today's leadership principle is: "As a man thinketh, so is he." We'll be right back.
1: You're a work in progress. A little more. Constantly under construction. To build your productive life, you need the right tools from Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio. A good golfer has a great caddy who shares the load and understands the course. Hire Mr. Black as your life caddy to live more fulfilling and successfully. If you want to get to the next level and beyond, both personally and professionally, sign up for Mr. Black's Immersive Leadership Awakening class. It's the most powerful, transformational two days you will ever experience. Stay in touch with Mr. Black and the change connected to him on your schedule with his daily podcast. Search Living Like It Matters wherever you get your podcasts. Walk along with Mr. Black as he goes to God's instruction manual. It's manna from the word of God with Mr. Black's Bible teaching at wayofwarrior.blog. Build yourself up like it matters and get everything God has for you. Go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net.
5: Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're gonna be blessed by taking action right now.
4: Hey, listen, are you a 50-year-old person looking for term life insurance? Then you need to talk to Bob. Bob specializes in helping people find a million dollars or more of term life insurance for a couple of hundred bucks a month. Look, you need to know there's a price war in the term life insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call Bob, and he'll shop and see how much money he can save you. Look, this could be the last term life insurance policy you ever have. Your rates are guaranteed for the next 20 years. That's right, guaranteed level rates for the next 20 years. And if you're a smoker or your health is not perfect, Bob has great rates for you, too. So for a million dollars of term life insurance coverage for a couple of hundred bucks a month, call Bob right now, 800-890-5049, 800 890-5049 800-890-5049 That's 800-890-5049 Paid for by Term
3: Direct Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration at education and application. Remember education I do not mean what you do in high school, in college sit around on uh, on your computer. That's not something to talk about Einstein defined education as not the learning of mere facts and figures, but the training of the mind to think. You know, one of my favorite stories I like to tell is about a farmer. He was taking three of his donkeys to the market to sell them. On the way of this long journey toward the market, he saw a river. It was hot, it was tired, and uh, he decided he was going to stop take a break, go for a swim, let the donkeys rest. And so he thought he was going to walk through the whole thing. He didn't realize it was going to be that hot, that difficult of a journey. And so he stopped, and he looked through his bag to figure out uh, how he was going to tie up the donkeys. And, and he went through his bag, and, and he found two ropes. And so he tied up the first donkey. He tied up the second donkey. And then he's wondering, what do I do? with a third donkey. So he starts looking around for for ways to tie up that third donkey so that donkey doesn't walk away or run away while he's taking a swim. So he's looking everywhere for vines, for rope, and, and he can't find anything. And as he's looking around, he, he saw in the distance a sage. And we all know that sages are wise, so here's the dilemma. Here's the problem. He was getting frustrated. He was getting angry. He was getting put out. And his attitude really, really was not that good. So he figured, okay, I'll ask the sage. Maybe the sage can help me solve my problem. Maybe the sage has a rope. And so he went up to the sage, and he asked him, hey, I I got a donkey here. I need one piece of rope. I only had two. Uh, Do you have a piece of rope that I could tie up this third donkey? And he says, no, I don't. But I have a solution to your problem. So the farmer asked, what is it? So he said to the farmer, let the third donkey see you tying the other two donkeys to a tree. And then you pretend to tie the third one to the tree as well. The farmer looked at him perplexed. He goes, you want me to pretend to tie the donkey but not tie him? That's correct. He said, let the third donkey see you tying the other two donkeys, and then do the same motion, the same act, to tie this one with an invisible rope. So the farmer did as he was told and was surprised. As he walked away, the donkeys just stood there with the other two. So he went and took a dip. He rested. He had some fun. So coming back after his time off, he, he was so appreciative. He thanked the sage and saw that the donkeys had stood exactly at the same spot where he'd left them before he went for a swim. So now ready to move on to the market to get his uh, task accomplished, to sell the donkeys, to get his money, and then come back home, he thanked the sage. He untied one donkey, then he untied the second donkey, and he patted the third one to start moving. Now, after going a little distance, he was surprised. Why was he surprised? Well, he only had two donkeys with him. The third donkey, the one that he pretended to tie up, who he patted on the butt to get going, stood still at the same spot. Now the guy is just, his attitude is really going south pretty quick. He's getting angry. He's pushing, cajoling clapping the butt he's ready to start beating on that creature i mean the farmer did everything he could to make the donkey move cajoling kicking uh, and talking nothing helped it would not move from that spot now he's really getting angry really getting upset, really beside himself thinking his entire day is going to be ruined so he needed some help again so what do you do when you need help you go to another set of eyes you go to someone on the outside that might bring a different perspective. So the farmer went back to the sage, told him his predicament. The sage, upon hearing the dilemma, said nonchalantly, well, did you untie the third donkey? But, protested the farmer, I didn't tie him. I pretended to tie him. The sage said, yeah, you know that. I know that because I told you to do it. But does the donkey know that? And with that, he was so confused as farmer. But the farmer's willing to do anything. He needs to get going. His day's almost a loss. So the farmer went back. He pretended to untie the third donkey. Again, he patted him on the butt. And with that, the donkey moved immediately as though released and walked over to join the other two donkeys. See, this is what attitude does. Our attitude determines our altitude. If we believe that no matter what we do, we're gonna fail something, that attitude, how do you think you're gonna approach something? If you believe Life's a beach ball, and then you die. If that's your attitude for life, what's your altitude going to be? If you believe that you're just a squirrel working to get your nut, and that's all life is, how are you going to act? See, no one responds to reality we respond to our map of reality. In other words, we don't respond to what is going on. We respond to the, our belief in what's going on. Right before my show started, there was the news. And Hillary Clinton was on there talking about truth. Talking about, as a democracy, we got to have truth. Because without truth, you can have no democracy. Now, why is that crazy? Because I'm 57 years old. I'll turn 58 in two weeks. I was born in 1965. Do you know what, in my postmodern America that I grew up in, do you know what I heard for five decades? What is truth? Truth is relative. What's true for you might not be true for me. Yeah, I was born a boy, but I identify as a girl. So if you call me by a boy name, your truth is an affront to my truth. I'm a girl. See, this is where the fifth generation warfare matters so much. Because it really doesn't matter what's happening. What matters is what we believe is happening. You know, even Pontius Pilate asked Jesus, you know, Jesus said, I am the truth, and the truth will set you free. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And Pontius Pilate asked, what is truth? And if you read the book, it's a good book. You should read it. It says he walked away. So Pontius Pilate asked the question but was not interesting in an answer. It's a dishonest question. You could also call it a rhetorical question. of the reason that a person gets a job and then gets ahead in that job is due to people skills and knowledge. And only 15% is due to technical skill. Your attitude, not your aptitude, will determine your altitude. Both of those quotes are by Zig Ziglar. Think about the the attitude of worry. You know the, the word worry, the Spanish word for it, does anybody know what it is? I'll wait until someone tells me. (laughs) Unless Josh tells me, no one else is on this phone, right? (laughs) Preoccupado. Preoccupado. Now, I don't say it as good as my Hispanic brothers and sisters. Preoccupado. Do you hear the word? Preoccupied. See, we have a past, present, and future. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is the present. That's why we treat it like the gift that it is. Most people never live in the now moment. And see, why does this matter? Because it is in this place called the now where lives are changed. It is the place in the now where truths are created. It is the place called the now where hopes are created and smushed. And most people never live in the now. They live in some yesterday that's a canceled check and some tomorrow that's some type of unsecured promissory note. I got a question for you. Are you a worrier? Do you realize Americans take more pills to forget more worries about more things than ever before and more people in any other nation history? According to Dr. Charles Mayo, worry affects the circulation and the whole nervous system. I've never known a man who died from overwork, but I've known many who have died from doubt. Doubt always creates worry, and in most cases, lack of information raises the doubt. Mathematically speaking, it really doesn't make sense to worry. Psychologists and other researchers tell us that roughly 40 percent of what we worry about will never happen, and 30 percent has already happened. And you know what they say about stats: 75 percent of stats are made up. There should be that's a ha ha line there, right? 40% of what we worry about will never happen. 30% of what we worry about has already happened. Additionally, 12% of our worries are, ne- are over unfounded health concerns. Another 10% of our worries involve the daily miscellaneous fretting that accomplishes nothing. That leaves only 8%. Plainly speaking, Americans are worrying 92% of the time for no good reason. And if Dr. Mayo is right it's killing us logotherapy why are you doing what you do think about the epigenetics that we are a community of 300 trillion cells all driven by our environment and the greatest of those environments are our thinking 75 to 95% of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of our thought life what we think about as affects us physically and emotionally it is an epidemic of toxic emotions today on like it matters radio i'm covering the leadership principle that your attitude your thought process what you hold on to what you regurgitate between the stimulus and the response, teach your altitude more than anything else i'm black we'll be right back If you have questions, you can email me at mrblack at com. Our nation needs to hear this message because our beloved country is rapidly deteriorating and freedom is continually being quenched. Call your local radio station today and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio. Together, we can help others live their lives like it matters.
1: More than 80 million Americans depend on AM Radio monthly for connection. If you value this station... Help ensure it stays in vehicles for the next generation by visiting dependonam.com.
5: Officer Tatum here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinions. AM is also the backbone of emergency alert systems, keeping you advised on threatening weather conditions and AMBER alerts. Text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday
0: service, you'll find an array of helpful creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group
4: 800 504 1123. That's 800 504 1123.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. The battle is in the mind. Who said that? God. God. Remember, man's a three-part being. We have a body. It's a machine. The body releases 63 known chemicals. Those chemicals are released based on what you're doing, what you're doing in your head, what you're doing in your heart. Believe it or not, your attitude. That's what I said. Your attitude. Dr. Carolyn Leaf, I talked to her about her a lot, Who Switched Off My Brains, the book, She says, quote, research shows that around 87% of illnesses can be attributed to our thought life and approximately 13% to diet, genetics, and environment. Studies conclusively link more chronic diseases, known as lifestyle diseases, to an epidemic of toxic proportions. Toxic emotions cause migraines, hypertension, strokes, cancer, skin problems, diabetes, infections, allergies, just to name a few. Despite all the marvels of modern high-tech medicine and decades of innovative research these illnesses are increasing world why. This is why I do what I do. This is why you need to get your butt in class. Now you can't go to class tomorrow. I got a full class, twelve people. That's our target class. It's a closed class in Dallas-Fort Worth. It'll be my first class uh, since my son was born, uh, without my wife. Uh, starting to separate my business and my personal life. Um, be joining partnership. Uh, Michael Goss and Mark McNair. Uh, Michael Goss, former CEO, four more graduate of mine, probably responsible for 100 people going through. And then Mark who does a uh, great marketing SEO search stuff with Google uh, as well graduate probably responsible for a good 30 40 people going through my training so uh, uh, you know we're gonna be doing uh, incredible things uh, I'm gonna be expanding my territory increasing my responsibility and gonna, it's time now. it's time to reach more people because it's getting worse and worse and worse and it's about attitude and there's a battle for the attitude Some quotes on attitude, excellence is not a skill. It's an attitude, see it's a mindset. That's what attitude is, it's a way of thinking. It's a pattern of thought, if you will. Uh, uh, That was by Ralph Marston though, just so you know. Uh, Walter Scott says this, for success, attitude is equally as important as ability. Aldous Huxley said, the secret of genius is to carry the spirit of the child into old age. Again, that's an attitude, it's a mindset, which means never losing your enthusiasm. That's from a Greek word called "enthus," and it means of the spirit. That's what enthusiasm is, of the spirit. Hans Salyi says this, adopting the right attitude can convert a negative stress into a positive one. See, that's what Romans 8.28 is. Romans 8.28 is a great attitude adjuster. No matter how bad what you're going through, no matter how unfair, no matter how unjust, let's be if you're a true child of God, you go to Romans 8.28. Because it says, for God causes all things, not some things, not the good things, not the right things, not the just things, not the fair things. God causes all things to work for the good of those who love him and, it's a conjunction, and are called according to his purpose. Weakness of attitude becomes weakness of character. Smart dude said that, Albert Einstein. Khalil Gibran says, your living is determined not so much by what life brings to you as by the attitude you bring to life. Not so much by what happens to you as by the way your mind looks at what happens. In other words, what I say is it doesn't matter what happens to your life. What matters is how do you codify it? How do you store it? How do you explain it to yourself? Because remember, between the stimulus and response, there's a space. Transactional analysis said there's a stimulus and a response, that's a transaction. But our mind is six times faster than we can talk. So when someone says something or does something, we don't respond to that, we go to what we know. We see something from our past, we say something from our past, we feel something based on our past, and then we respond. See, you're not responding to that stimulus, you're responding to your narrative, your explanation, your attitude about why, how, when, where, why, all that took place. If you're going to achieve excellence in big things, you develop the habit in little matters. Excellence is not an exception, it is a prevailing attitude. Colin Powell, used to be one of my friends. That's why this thing called gaslighting, this is why fifth-generation warfare, this is why you've got to control what you're listening to. This is why you've got to protect your number one environment. Two men sit behind bars. One sees mud, the other sees stars. Jesus Christ, when he's being crucified, said seven things. If you're a true believer of the risen Christ, you should know those seven things. The first one, so important. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. See, we are sponges. And when a sponge is squeezed, the only thing that can come out of us is what's in us. I use the example all the time. If I uh, spill Hawaiian punch on your tile floor, I'm so sorry. uh, I didn't mean to do that. Let me clean up my mess. Where are your sponges at? You say, well, there's clean sponges, brand-new sponges under the sink. So I go under your sink. I take a brand-new sponge out of its wrapper, and I clean up my Hawaiian punch off your tile floor. I go to the sink, and I squeeze it. What do you expect to come out of it? Red punch. Same scenario, but now I'm drinking diet soda. I'm watching my girlish figure. Don't laugh, Josh. <laughs> and I spill brown soda all over your top floor. I go under your sink. I grab a brand new sponge. I take it out of its wrapper. I clean up my mess. And when I go to that sink, you expect, right, brown soda to come out of it. Why? because you would tell me that's what's in it. See, that's what attitude is. It's what's in it. It's what's in you. And this is why there's a fight for the narrative. This is why uh, you're looking at Google fifth-generation warfare. This is why there's gaslighting going on. This is why social media will ban you. You can't say certain things. You can't say anything about George Floyd. He's a demigod. Here's a guy who's a drug addict, a cruel person, Held a pregnant woman at bay with a gun, drug addict, child of God supposedly, screwed up supposedly like we all are. I'm not saying any of that. I've done a lot of things I'm not proud of, but I didn't die doing those things. And so we're being gaslit now. You're being told what attitude to have. So what is gaslighting? A lot of people don't even know what the word means. Gaslighting is a psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception, and reality. See why it's so big? Because it actually affects the attitude. This is what Psychology Today staff said. Gaslighting is an insidious form of manipulation and psychological control. Victims of gaslighting are deliberately and systematically fed false information that leads them to question what they know to be true, often about themselves. And they may end up doubting their memory, their perception, and even their sanity. Over time, a gaslighters, manipulations can grow more complex and potent, making it increasingly difficult for the victim to see the truth. It's all around us. Here's an article July 11th this year. It was grooming. Former LGBT center worker regrets pushing left's gender ideology indoctrination campaign. A former LGBT center employee expressed regret for having been a part of the left's gender ideology indoctrination campaign. She said it's grooming children. Kay Yang, a former employee at a nonprofit LGBTQ center in New York, told the outlet that she was exploited and indoctrinated into promoting harmful gender ideology to young children. Yang explained that when she started working in the center in 2011 because she wanted to advocate for same-sex couples to be able to marry, I was hired to conduct LGBT community outreach and education. Wow. I want to help people who are being marginalized and are being oppressed. I don't think anyone should be discriminated against. But she said, then goes on to say, I had no idea that what I was doing at the time, I was being used as a Trojan horse for this, like, huge marketing campaign. Teens expressing regret over gender-affirming care are going unheard by the Biden administration from two months ago. A report published Monday argued that transgender teens speaking out against gender-affirming care were going unheard by President Joe Biden. Why? Because it doesn't want to affect the narrative sad spike in teen depression talk about this is what the devils doing teens are twice as likely to agree with the depressive statements compared to a decade ago i can't do anything right i do not enjoy life my life is not useful think about this if this is the base of all your thoughts these three things right here number 1 i can't do anything right so everything i do is wrong number 2 Life is not enjoyable. It means it has no purpose. It has no passion. It has no poignancy. And the third one, so critical, is my life is not useful. Don't you hear what it's saying? It says I don't matter. Why are we in the desperate because of this attitude? We've ran away from God. We're doing things that don't represent us well. We have stinking thinking. We're afraid to speak the truth. We hide our thoughts and feelings and we stuff, 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 snap. Stuff, 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 snap. That's why I do what I do. Go to likeitmatters.net. Get your button to class. Listen daily to Living Life Like It Matters and Like It Matters Radio. Wherever you listen to podcasts, follow, subscribe, living life like it matters. I'm black, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does.
2: For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800 950 800 That's 800